It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Let's go, back to your huddle. On Giants.com. Tempo, tempo, tempo. And the Giants mobile app. Go, 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 go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the newest edition of the Giants huddle podcast. Our rapid reaction. We are in the radio booth just about an hour after the final whistle of Giants and Patriots after the final preseason matchup. John Schmelk, Jeff Fiegel's with you. And Jeff. The Giants with a chance to tie late. I guess we should start there. Uh, a kind of a Hail Mary-ish type of throw from Mike Glennon to to Damian Willis in, in the end zone. And then they, they failed on a little bit of a high throw and a two-point conversion to Dante Pettis. Yeah, I, I think more importantly, it was just a great play by Mike Glennon to avoid the rush and get outside the pocket. And then, uh, you know, get some time for the receivers to get down the field and get in the end zone and get open. You know, they work on that in practice. That's kind of just like a, you know, a fire drill. Just get down there. He, he aborted his route and then just get in the end zone. And obviously trying to make a score there to get the game close. And, and of course, then you go for the two-point conversion. We all were saying, you know, no, no overtime in in preseason, so that was good. But unfortunately, they were not able to get the two-point conversion, and the Giants fall 22-20 to to the uh, Patriots. All right, let's talk about the first-teamers. That's what everyone wants to hear about. So we'll start with the good first, and then we'll get to the stuff that maybe needs to work on and needs some improvement. All offseason, when I say offseason, I mean training camp, the Giants have struggled in their two minutes offensively. Uh, both times they practice against the Browns, failures. Both times they practice against the Patriots, failures. But they had an opportunity here in a real preseason game. End of the first half, they marched right down and got a score. Yeah, it's funny because you say they fail in practices. I mean, they work on this every, every, almost every practice. They finish practices with the two-minute. Um, and if you've ever been out to one of them, you know, it's a win for the defense or a win for the offense. And if it's just one play, John, you've seen this. If the defense intercepts that play on on one one play, it's over. Their drill is over. So there's a lot of pressure on both sides of the ball. And, and you don't always get these types of situations in the preseason games. You work on them in practice. So uh, going into these games, you hope that you get these types of situational football and that you're able to execute them. And the Giants did a good job with the two-minute drive today with their first-team offense. We haven't had a chance to see Daniel Jones in that situation in preseason all season. Um, so that was a good thing for them. Yeah, it was, and they went down. And let's talk about the bad now because obviously you get up to that point and the first-team offense hadn't scored yet with an entire half of football. And one of the reasons they didn't, Jeff, is when they got into the red zone, they got in a goal-to-goal -goal situation, there was a turnover. Yeah, and of course, you know, that's the that's the cardinal sin in football inside the red zone. And I think that's something that uh, point of emphasis for the Giants offense moving forward from the 2020 season was to, to be able to eliminate those turnovers in the red zone and more importantly, put more points on uh, on the board because this, this offense did not do a good job at scoring. Their defense did a great job of keeping the other opponents from scoring. But if your offense isn't putting points up in that red zone, it's not good. So you bring in uh, Galladay, you bring in uh, Rudolph, those are some of your targets that you're gonna both those guys were not in the lineup today so and run with Saquon Barkley and Saquon Barkley <laughs> and just not forget about their first round draft pick Kadarius Tony who's slowly coming back so I think once you get those types of targets and those types of playmakers inside the red zone think good things will happen but you have to be able to be and Daniel Jones said today in the press conference it was a mental mistake he's got to cut down on those and that and that's a decision-making thing right and I think we saw improvement of that with that from Daniel Jones in the second half of last year but that's a situation where you got to live to to play another down, and if you wind up with three points, you live with it. Yeah. You don't want it. You want your six, but you can't walk away from that situation with zero. And even though I know Daniel Jones is, he's been in the league a couple of years now, but he's still inexperienced. And so I feel like you know, not having uh, any experience this 
this preseason that that might have kind of just you know affected him a little bit because it was his first preseason game. Things get a little bit more heated, a little bit quicker. His mind is racing a little bit farther. So I think that that's what happened today. But you know what? If you do that enough, the coaches are gonna they're gonna make you they're gonna make you pay for that. They're gonna they're gonna show it to you time and time again before you're just sick in the head of seeing that play and you you won't do it again. Hopefully. Yeah, no question about it. Otherwise, I thought Daniel Jones threw the ball rather well, Jeff. Uh, he got victimized by a couple of passes I thought that, that could have been caught but weren't. One pass went right through uh, Darius Slane's hands at, at, at the start of the game on a third down, exactly. 17 of 22, 135 yards and a touchdown, only a 6.1 average. That That's not where you want it to be. But I thought Jones otherwise threw the ball pretty darn well in this game. Well, I mean, for his first game this year, I think he did well. And I think you, you, when you eliminate that one mistake, and we're, we're not having this you know, kind of a negative conversation, but I think this is kind of what you wanted out of Daniel Jones, to come out and, and do some good things. And again, I cannot emphasize the fact that he's working with uh, an offensive line that did not play well for him, not giving him a lot of protection, and he doesn't have all of his weapons. And I think that the offense, as, as, as vanilla as it is in preseason – I thought that was a pretty good play for, or a pretty good outing for him. All right, we'll get to the offensive line in a second, but I think the other big story here are the injuries. So I think we should touch on that. And we should note that Joe Judge did not have any further word on those injuries in his postgame press conference. They'll get tested. They'll see the doctors on Monday, and then we'll see what he says the next time he talks to the media, Jeff. But the major ones that I think we should talk about is Evan Ingram, calf injury. Calf injury for guys that rely on their speed at the skill position, not what you want to hear. Darius Slayton, ankle foot. He was back on the bench at some point during this game, so that was good to see. Ted Larson got rolled up a little bit in the second half. Uh, that was classified as a knee injury. He was ruled out for the rest of the game. And C.J. Board at one point had an elbow injury. But, you know, we yeah, we all know C.J. Board. Remember that big hit he took last year was came back from that? So he's fine. He was back in the game. But the Ingram, Slayton, Larson injuries are things we're going to have to keep an eye on. Yeah, and I think it's day-to-day, to day, but you know what? You don't have uh, the the ability to wait a week on these things because the final roster is at 4 p.m. on Tuesday. And so these injuries are going to dictate your roster, at least for now. And I think that, you know, the better off they, you know, we get the news from them tomorrow what's happening. But um, the, the calf injury to me is probably the most important because Evan Ingram is a guy that has always tried to fight through injuries and make it through and be a healthy uh, to play as much as he can. And so you're hoping that, but, you know, like you said, those – those soft tissue injuries with guys that are speed guys that run the things like this, those can linger. And that, that's uh, that's going to be a problem. Hopefully he's not hurt as, as uh, serious as, as it may be. And the tight end position now, it's been walking wounded. Levine Toilolo popped his Achilles. He got lost. Uh, Ryzen John hurt himself. He got, you know, he got hurt. He's not around anymore. Then you had um, Cole Hicatini, who was having a nice camp. He hurt himself. He ended up getting waved injured. And now you're down to Caden Smith. You're down to Nakia Griffin-Stewart. You're down to Jake Hausman and Kyle Rudolph, who has just got brought off a pup this week and hasn't even done team drills in, in practice yet. So how do you think they're going to handle this? Obviously, we don't know how long Evan's going to be out, if he's going to miss any time at all. Is that a deal now where you either look for a trade or you take a look at the waiver wire to, to, to try to add some reinforcements, or do they have enough bodies, you think, on the team as it currently stands? Well, I think you get when you got Rudolph and Smith and Griffin Stewart, I mean, this is what we talk about all the time, how injuries can dictate positions and guys making the team. So um, just because they may have to keep an extra tight end along, depending on how serious the injury is to Ingram, it may cost somebody else their job at another position because they have to keep four tight ends when they normally would probably keep three. 
Griffin Stewart had a nice game today, three catches, 30 yards. Caden Smith had a touchdown catch, two catches, 26 yards. So if Ingram is out, along with Kyle Rudolph, those guys are two of the guys that are going to have to step up here to try to help the Giants if Evan Ingram does have to miss some time, which we'll see. Don't miss out on the return of New York Giants football. The 2021 season is now underway. Preseason is in the books, folks. The regular season is coming. There's still time to secure your season tickets and root on your Giants right here at MetLife Stadium. It was a pretty good crowd today, Jeff, actually, so fans had a good time out there. Speak with the Giant ticket representative now and become a season ticket member by calling 888-NYG-1925. And you mentioned it in your discussion of Daniel Jones, the offensive line, way too much pressure uh, with Jones, with Glennon, both guys, and surprisingly, a lot of it came from the side. And again, Joe Judge said in his post-game press conference, he'll look at the tape, figure out whose fault it is. But a lot of the pressure did come outside off a left tackle or Andrew Thomas, quite frankly, I thought probably has had the best camp along with Nick Gates of any offensive lineman on this roster. And he got beat with some speed around the edge today. Yeah, I think what happens is some of these young guys, and Andrew Thomas is very young, um, and he's going to continue to get better, like Coach Judge said. But um, when you hear him talk about it in his press conference about hand position and where he is on the field, I think sometimes these guys get a little bit lost. And, uh, you know, good job from the Patriots. I mean, they're, they're lining up across from uh, Andrew Thomas. They had a plan and, and basically went to it. But I think the more that these guys play together consistently, the better off they're going to be. And I think they just haven't had that much game experience up to this point, unfortunately. Yeah, and Andrew Thomas said after the game, it's about hand placements. He also said the placement of his kick when he when he starts his play and just getting that kick slide into the right spot so he's in the correct position. And you mentioned it. Next to him, we had a rotation of guards. Shane Lemieux, who had missed the joint practices up in New England this week with that knee injury that he suffered a, a few weeks back. He did not play, so we saw a combination of Larson. No, he did not make the trip up to New England, correct. So we saw a combination of Wiggins and Larson at left guard, and then they kind of rotated, and then we saw at right tackle a rotation between Nate Solder, who got the start, and Matt Parrott. So how do you look at those two spots now as we approach cuts in even week one? Who do you think is going to be in the starting lineup when we get there? Well, I think that's what, what tonight was all about. I think it was all about trying to see who those older veterans, Guy Wiggins and Larson, you know, which guys could hold up. And I think that Larson uh, not only played guard, he also played center. Yeah. And I think that was from a, a – that was they wanted to see what he could do there. He made it pretty much all the way through the whole – the whole game, and and as Coach Judge says all the time, it's not a it's not a uh, it's not you know you play the whole game. It's not a discipline thing. You know you're showing me that you can play this position. That's what that's all about. Um, but I think that he did a nice job there, and I think they're just trying to find that backup position and a guy that can play both positions. As far as the right tackle goes, I, I think we're going the same thing we were going to do last. They did last year. I think they're going to they're going to be a platoon situation, and it's just a, a weekly basis. Who's plays better? That's the guy that's going to start. First snap versus Denver. Put your money on the table, Fiegels. Who's in there? That's, that's an easy one for me because it wouldn't have been this, this would not have been this easy about a month ago. But after seeing what's gone through the whole preseason, I think it depends on how healthy Nate Solder is. But I think that with that Denver Broncos defense, I I always hang my hat on experience, and I would have to probably say Nate Solder. I'll phrase it this way: Von Miller's sitting at home today. <laughs> And he's thinking about which guy he would rather go up against in that week one. Well, no, he probably doesn't. But do you think he's licking his chops more going up against the guy that started in this league for eight years in Nate Solder? Or do you think he wants the guy with, oh boy, does Parrot even have an NFL start? Maybe, uh, no. I don't think he does, right? Or do you think he's like, give me that guy? 
Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I, I would if I'm if I'm him, I'm thinking, give me the young guy, right? Because I think Nate Solder is a vet, he's a grizzly veteran. He'll be able to handle him somewhat, not all the time. He'll have his tricks, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that he'll study. He knows how to study guys like that. I don't think Matt Parrott is there yet. Um, however, they might switch him over to the other side once in a while too, and that's Andrew Thomas only in his second year. So he's probably going to have a nice week thinking about how good he's going to do and hopefully not do well against the, the Giants when they open up with them. And just to keep in mind, Parrott, I think, is still the long-term picture there at right tackle, but he needs more snaps, I think, to be ready. And at this point, Jeff, I don't think the Giants in, are in a position here you want on-the-job training. You want guys out there to play well, to give your quarterback a chance to play well, to give your offense a chance to score points, which is what you need to do to win games. Yeah, and I, you know, again, I was, I hadn't, I didn't go to the practices up in the two joint practices. You were there. You would know more about, you know, how he competed against those two different rosters in the Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots. So I don't know, but the fact is, is that I think that they, they have two, those two guys, and they can trust that one of them is going to play well, and if the other one isn't, then the guy can, t you know, make up for it. Hey, folks, taking all the action of New York Giants football from your very own private suite. Giants suites are a great way to entertain the family and friends while rooting on your Giants right here at MetLife Stadium. Speak with the Giants suite representative now by calling 888-NYG-1925. All right, Jeff, before we get to the final 53, uh, let's have some fun with the defense. Blake Martinez, a great play. What else stuck out to you? And anything else on Blake you want to throw in from that play? Um, I would say that, you know, one of your favorite guys, I think Trent Harris is a guy that stuck out to me a little bit today and a guy that's, you know, he's got a chance to make the football team and, and he's just always making plays, making plays. But, but we, what, we, what does coach judge always talk about versatility? Yeah. Well, he played some inside linebacker today, just going to show you that, you know, he could do it. So that's a good thing. Um, I think that, you know, I think that Carter and X-Man are here. I think they're ready to go for the regular season. I think those are your two guys. Um, Ojolari is going to be a situational uh, pass rusher. Um, eventually, I think he'll get in there to play a lot of snaps. But right now, I think he's just a, a little bit young and learning. Um, and then I see now how the special teams, the linebackers, are all kind of lining up again on who's going to be those core special teams guys, but able to fill in at different positions. Carter Coughlin is a guy that's off-ball linebacker now, did well in this training camp. I see him doing good. So, um, And then when you transition into that secondary, we talk enough about it about how many different positions are up for grabs there there's really not a lot but I thought Sam Beal played good today at the Madre Harper had had a good game and so that's going to be a tough decision and I think the one thing that I look at is is uh, Julian Love how he can play all over the place that's a special asset for a guy like that to could if you need somebody to pin in a pinch he could do it so who do you think then the fourth or third fourth and fifth cornerbacks are do you think they're not on the roster right now because we don't really have a great feel. Look, we know Darnay Holmes is your third guy, right? But I'm talking about outside corner. So who's your third outside corner? Who's your fourth outside corner now as you head into final cuts? Well, I see tonight uh, number 25, Rodeus Williams. I know he's young. I know he's a late-round draft pick. He might be a developmental guy. I think that the team really likes him, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if they keep him on the active 53-man roster or try to move him through and get him on the practice squad. But I think he has a chance to make that 53-man that, uh, roster. I mean uh, – Keon Crossan is a guy that can play special teams, but he can, you know, get in there in a pinch and play some cornerback for you. I think he's more uh, valuable on special teams and some of some, you know, backup roles at that cornerback position. Um, going over to the right side with the Dory Jackson being out, and you got to now start to look at some of these other guys they might have to keep around. Josh Jackson is a guy that the Giants obviously traded for, so can he play that cornerback position? This guy got healthy. 
He's got, I mean, all these guys, yeah. And then Aaron Robinson is a guy that's probably not going to be on the roster. He's going to probably be put on PUP. So um, it's going to be interesting. And I think that there's probably maybe just two spots here. And uh, maybe uh, Sam Beal and Madre Harper might be fighting for those two. All right, let's go back to the offense, the wide receiver spot. Dante Pettis got a lot of snaps today with the ones. David Sills played a little bit in the second half, but this was – look, Sills played a lot the first two games. I feel like Jeff, and maybe disagree with me if you want, I feel like they're like, all right, we gave Sills a shot. We know what he can do. Dante Pettis, here's your shot. So how do you think that's going to play out here? And both and I are both, I think, still assuming that C.J. Board is on this roster. So how do you think the competition's going and will end up on Tuesday at four between Sills and Pettis. Well, again, I, I think this all depends on health, and I think, and I've always thought that the Giants are going to keep seven receivers this year, just because of the personnel that they have. I mean, there's a lot of good receivers there. There's a lot of guys that can play different positions as far as uh, special teams too. And also a lot of injuries now, right? You have right. Slayton, Kneefoot, Tony mm -hmm. hasn't really done anything, Nothing. and then Galladay with the hamstring. So, do you have to beef up that position? just in case you have those injuries, right? Yeah, and so where do you steal? Where do you rob Peter to pay Paul here? It's it's a, a very difficult. Like, I mean, you want to know my theory on that one? Yeah. I think Eli Penny might be the third running back, and they only keep three combined running backs and fullback. We saw Penny have a nice game tonight, yeah, and they let, him, they let him play halfback, right? Yeah. So maybe they say, why are we carrying three halfbacks and Eli Penny right. if Penny can be the third halfback? That's where I think they might save a spot. I agree with you. And, and, and you know, Eli Penny is a core special teams guy, too. And so that's, that's yeah. I mean, he plays every single snap of special teams. Um, CJ Board obviously can do that. Uh, Damian Willis is a guy that, I mean, you look at, and I agree with you. They gave David Sills a chance the first two games, and they said, okay, Dan, you're, you need to go out there and really show us what you're, you're going to do. Um, I'd say Darian, um, uh, what's the Damian Wills. Damian, I, I can't even read my own writing. You had it right the first time you said it. Uh, touchdown pass today, but, you know, he's a guy that was was given a chance to go out there and, and show what he could do today. Alex Bachman, a guy that, you know, it's going to be really tough for him to make the, the roster. Actually had a touchdown today and played very well. He was on the practice squad last year, so maybe he can find a spot there. I think that Matt Cole is a guy that's probably going to be on the practice squad. Uh, a guy that's they're looking to can maybe play a little bit of cornerback in a pinch. Um, maybe he's active for they bring him up one day, and and if he has to play some defense, he could. But um, it's going to be interesting. I really do. I, I I agree with you where they can you know to rob Peter to pay Paul. They're going to have to do it somewhere with these injuries. Jeff, we'll be on Big Blue Kickoff Live this week. People oh, got to tune in. Yes, it is. So 11 a.m. We got Lance and Detino on Monday. They'll recap the game. I'm also going to make them give their 53-man roster predictions. And then Jeff and I will be with you on Tuesday at 11. We'll give our 53-man roster predictions. Absolutely. And then 4 o'clock on Tuesday, we'll get the real deal. We'll see how dumb all of us were. And then we'll come in on Wednesday and make fun of each other for how many we got wrong. So make sure you tune in, Jeff. We appreciate the time, my friend. Competition on BBK. That's great. Yep, I look forward to it. Thank you, John. The more we can make fools of ourselves, the happier all of us are. Let's be honest. That's kind of the whole point of the program. Giant fans on September 26th watched the Giants retire Eli Manning's jersey, which was once Jeff Fiegel's jersey, in style. We are offering an exclusive suite package that includes Eli bobbleheads, jerseys, T-shirts, and more. Find Jeff. You'll sign them all for you with number 10. Speak with the Giants suite representative now by calling 888-NYG-1925. Select option four. We have a lot of it was Jeff. Mine first. It was, number 10 was mine first. So 
We have a lot of Jeff Fiegel's number story. That's the only one we're going to tell right now, though. Thank you for being us on another Giants Huddle podcast. For Jeff Fiegel's, I'm John Schmelk. Again, Big Blue Kickoff Live, Monday and Tuesday at 11. Make sure you check it out. That heads up on the uh, Giants app and, of course, all podcast platforms at Giants.com slash podcast, just like the Giants Huddle. For Fiegel's, I'm Schmelk. We'll see you next time. We're going to bed. See you on Monday at 11.